Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shufflers. Welcome to Wiki Shuffle. My name's Jack. I'm joined by Chris and Phil, as always. Hello. Hello. And uh, we've got a few things to get through before we start shuffling the night away. Chris, last week we spoke about the film Hole in One. You promised our listenership that you would watch I it. I did promise. Have you watched it? Hole in One seems to have been a film that um, has been deleted from the internet. <laughs> it is impossible, impossible to find this film. By find, you mean purchase it. Yes. You can purchase it, but I don't really want to purchase it. Okay. <laughs> but I will keep hmm. digging to try and find Hole in One. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, someone did suggest that you should... I don't know if either of you have heard of the podcast, Worst Idea Ever. I uh, um, I am aware. Hmm. It's where um, two guys watch Grown Ups 2, uh, starring Adam Sandler, every single week. Oh, my God. Um, and then record and a podcast it every about week. it. I've not listened to it. Um but mm, I, it's all right. Yeah, it's just a nicer idea. Than it is. It is a good idea. But they've moved on to um, Sex and the City two now. I think they did. They did mm. Grown Ups two for a year. They've moved on to Sex and the City two. Um, Why? I, yeah, it seems strange Why? that you'd want to do it again. Why were you going to watch yourself through the it whole once? one? For the sake of the wiki shufflers. Okay. Well, they're doing it for the sake of their listeners, so it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, that that will be coming up in a few weeks, then hopefully. I'll make Chris purchase it if he can't find it. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel like you've let me down. I feel like you've let our listeners down. I don't care about listening, letting you down. <laughs> letting the listeners down, though, that's a sad time. Uh, and finally, we've had um, correspondence from Dr. Blotz. I'm not really sure if he's a real doctor or not, but I'll take his word for it. Uh, from the Recursively Curious podcast, who has sent us a couple of uh, wiki shuffles that he's done himself. One is uh, prostitution in ancient Rome. I imagine which, it was rife in ancient Rome. Oh well, it's always been rife. I think world's yeah. oldest profession. Yeah, mm. it's an interesting article, but it's quite long. And as we didn't get it ourselves, I think we'll give it a miss. But it's, it's definitely worth a read if you're into that kind of thing, like Doctor <laughs> Blotz is. <laughs> if you're into classical prostitutes, yeah, then it's yeah. definitely your thing. Uh, however, he did send one that he found that is very short. It's called a shirimi. That's a Japanese, shirimi. so I, I might have my pronunciation way off there. Is it a fish? Shirimi. Um, n- no, not exactly. What's a shirimi? Well, first off, we need to learn what a yokai is. Do anyone know what a yokai is? Is it a fish? It's not a fish. Uh, a yokai is a class of supernatural monsters in Japanese folklore. Nice. Uh, so they are bewitching, attractive um, sometimes an apparition or a mystery or suspicious. There's, there's a lot of shape shifting and sexy ghosts. Sexy ghosts. You know. Well, you might not want to say that yet because <laughs> because a, sh- a shirimi. 
the English lit- uh, the literal translation into English is buttocks eye. <laughs> it's a it's a strange yokai with an eye in the place of his anus. That's terrifying. Yeah, there's a diagram. Uh, the story goes as follows: Long ago, a samurai was walking at night down the road to Kyoto when he heard someone calling out for him to wait. Who's there? He asked nervously. This is how it's written in the Wikipedia <laughs> article. Who's there? He asked nervously, only to turn around and find a man stripping off his clothes and pointing his bare buttocks at the flabbergasted traveller. A huge glittering eye then opened up where the strange man's anus should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's a diagram of a, a hand drawing of a man bending over with an eye where his buttocks should be. No sign of genitals, just a just, a, just, big, the eye, just an eye butter. Yeah, I like the idea that that might also be the origin of the word flabbergasted. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because that would be flabbergasting. I, I hmm. don't doubt that. If I was that samurai, uh, that's the only word I would use to describe it. That's the ghost that I would least like to encounter. So how did they respond? What what happened Shit, next? That's right. it. No, that's that's it. That's the end that's of the, the story. That's that, the end. I don't. He just feel... got on with his night. I don't feel like there's been quite the um, the res- resolution that I'm looking and for in that story. Like, legends and myths and that sort of thing. There's usually an overarching story or a message. I don't think there's any message there. Yeah. Just no. don't walk alone at night. Don't walk to Kyoto. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I know there's always a lot of little pieces of other cultures that you just don't get, and you think, oh, it's just that culture. But this, no, mm. this is just nuts. Thanks for that, Dr. Blotz. What did you get we your doctorate? We will block you on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we might as well get down to uh, some, some proper wiki shuffling now. The Queen of Sheba. The que- Who does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> the Queen of Sheba is a queen regent who appears in the Bible. The tale of her visit to King Solomon has undergone extensive Jewish, Arabian and Ethiopian elaborations and has become the subject of one of the most widespread and fertile cycles of legend in the Orient. I, know I, noth- all, no, I was just going to say, all I know of her is that saying uh, who, who you just think the queen of sheba and i don't know anything else so this could actually be quite interesting i'm i'm intrigued let's read on i'm worried that all of the listeners will know who the queen of sheba actually was and we'll just <laughs> look like complete look really stupid um, no i'm fine with that I'm, I'm i'm okay with that um there's a lot of hebrew um littered around within this um within this article so i'll try to to skip over because my my hebrew pronunciation i thought you were gonna say i'll I'll try and read it yeah i'll do my best (laughs) (laughs) the queen of sheba came to jerusalem with a very great retinue with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones this is the bible i'm quoting here Um, never again came such an abundance of spices as those which she gave to solomon she came to prove him with hard questions oh so it means like to test she's testing Solomon. I don't. Re- I was raised a Catholic, and I don't really know who Solomon oh, is. So she so... swanned in there like the Queen of Sheba. There you go. Got it. And just started asking questions and throwing spice and gold about, like yeah. showing the place. Uh, yeah, I don't know who Solomon is. I feel oh, he's a big king. Yeah, yeah, I know that much, but I feel like if my mum or Nan or someone listens to this, they're going to be very disappointed. I bet you Nan doesn't know either. I don't think anyone he, really knows. He was old and he was powerful. Yeah. He lived to a good old age, didn't he? Oh, they all did. Mm. Lived till they were 782, and then yeah. they, well, they begat he, a load of children. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure either, but didn't he look like 
hoard a lot of stuff. He had some mines. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bricks. Well, let's hope he doesn't come up again. <laughs> they exchange gifts, after which she returned to her land. So she just comes up, throws around her spices like the Queen of Sheba, mm-hmm. and then disappears back off to her land, which is presumably Sheba. Yeah, you'd imagine. The yeah. land of Sheba. That's pretty indistinct to me. Um, Maybe we'll find out. Virtually all modern scholars agree that Sheba was the South Arabian kingdom of Saba. There you go. There we are. Um, centred around the oasis of Marib in present-day Yemen. Sheba was quite well known um, in the classical world, and its country was called Arabia Felix. Around the middle of the first millennium BC, there were Sabaeans also in the Horn of Africa, in the area that later became the realm of Aksum. There are five places in the Bible where the writer distinguishes Sheba, i.e. the Yemenite Sabaeans from Seba, the African Sabaeans. Um, they're mentioned together. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Um, but You're listening to Jack, Phil and Chris's Bible Hour. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow, Shrouded in Mystery, the story of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> it's, as, it's as much Bible reading as I've done for... Mm. Possibly ever. Yeah, um, are either of you religious or were you brought up in a religion? Uh, up. I think a lot of people were brought up Catholic, but mm. it doesn't mean we are. No, but you were? <laughs> I went into uh, the Catholic stuff, yeah, I did all the communion and all that. All yeah, that jazz. yeah, were you um, confirmed? I was. Yeah, what was your confirmation name? Um, I'm a great Catholic, I am. Mm. Uh, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, he was one of the, because you've got to pick, you've got to pick a, a saint, not a saint. No, it's it's got to be a saint, yeah, be a saint. I think anyway, yeah. yeah. But that, that's pretty much anything, isn't it? There are a lot of saints. There's out a there. lot. It's, yeah. like a, it's like our secret Catholic name. Yeah, I think. Yeah, mine's Andrew. Is there, a, is there a handshake that you Catholics are going to be doing? You do not want to know what a Catholic <laughs> handshake is. <laughs> so you're not, Phil. No. I'm. I'm from a, a long line of atheists, oh, so I'm, I'm quite happy about that. Um, so I haven't had to rebel in any way. Mm. Um, I. The one good thing about we did go to a lot of parties, didn't we? The did we? Stuff. Yeah. Confirmation, communion. It was just yeah. church. It was just a no, longer church. Just All that drinking party. bloods, drinking. eating bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it was a I do, old time. I do remember getting presents for I when I was confirmed. Well, yeah, it was like an extra yeah. extra birthday, but yeah. I had to sit in church for a few hours. So, sorry, listeners, if you're religious, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's fine. I just don't want to do it. Yes. Not now. You don't get gifts anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> Once now the, the gift incentive, stage so <laughs> eternal um, bliss in heaven's not enough of an incentive. No, you no. want um, a more immediate. That is actually reward. how it works because you get confirmed when you're twelve, thirteen, uh, eleven, I eleven, think. and yeah. it's that at that point when most people go, oh, I don't want to go to church anymore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's learn a little bit more about the Queen of Sheba. Let's. Um, Christian scriptures <laughs> mention a queen of the south. Um, who came from the uttermost parts of the earth, from the extremities of the then-known Christian world, to hear the wisdom of Solomon, um, a mystical interpretation of the biblical Song of Songs or Canticles, which was theorised to provide a literal basis for the speculations of the allegories, allegorists, makes its first appearance in the works of Oregon. I'm going to be honest. You're saying a lot of sentences and it's not going in. It's dry. It's like... um listening to someone read Lord of the Rings if you have no idea what like what is going on straight in the middle but yeah. with all of the drama extracted with all the drama extracted yes other scholars have proposed that the couple in the book are 
Solomon and Pharaoh's daughter and their marriage or alternatively Solomon's marriage with an Israelitish woman the Shulamite um so there's the these are basically contesting theories in later Christianity about where she actually came from and who she was. The female speaker is assumed to have been black due to a passage in Canticles 1.5, which the Revised Standard Version translates as, I am very dark but comely, as did Jerome. <laughs> Alternatively, the new Revised Standard Version, I am black and beautiful, um... Yeah, it's a bit of a difference there. That shows how these things can be misinterpreted because on one, the first one, she's saying, I am black or I am dark, but as if she's somehow ashamed of being dark. But then the second one is very, you know, proud she's, she's and... proud of it. She's saying, I'm black and I'm beautiful. That, you know, that's just a very small thing that's been interpreted by the same book, the revised standard version. Um... And yet they've got that, they've got that wrong. So, you know, it just goes to show how shite all of the bible is yeah i'm i don't believe any of it anymore no that's that 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 that, has disproven it yeah up until that point i was willing to give it a go Mm -hmm. um but now i can see that these things are open to interpretation then yeah let that go um according to legend the queen of sheba bought solomon the self-same gifts which the magi 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 i think maggie that's the um the three three wise men yeah um, would later bring to Christ to the Christ child. <laughs> not Jesus. Weird or, phraseology. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Still don't know what myrrh is. Isn't it like, isn't it some sort of potion? Is it? Yeah, like a perfume. <laughs> a potion? A potion they're, perfume? They're, they're two distinct things. Which, which are you going for? I'm going to stick with potion. I'm, I'll stick with potion, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not... guessing frankincense is a sort of perfume. Uh, maybe that's what I'm making up. Yeah, frankincense is, right? is, is like a... Either way, they're crap gifts to get. I know what gold, gold? is. Gold? Gold, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to turn down gold. Turn down gold, no. Well, it depends how much gold. If they had to carry it on a camel, it's probably not much. Camels can carry enough gold for me. Just if anybody was thinking <laughs> of sending us a camel's worth of gold, I'll have it. I'll have Chris's as well. <laughs> so then we go on to have different versions of how, um, how the Queen of Sheba was defined, because nobody seems to really be... Um, in that much agreement so she was either from um ethiopia or egypt or yemen um, so far. in the modern world um according to according to the agadar, what's agadar I, don't know what I don't know what agadar means isn't that a song by black lace agadar <laughs> Obviously, I thought of that joke, but I decided not to go no, for I'll, I'll do that bit for you. That's fine. Thanks. I'll chime in there. Yeah, you just grab that low-hanging fruit, Chris. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. According to Josephus, the Queen of Sheba was the Queen of Egypt and Ethiopia. I think I just mentioned it, her being from Ethiopia, even though we've not talked about that yet. No, you didn't. She uh, has mentioned Ethiopia has. already. Yeah. Okay. According to Josephus, the Queen of Sheba was the Queen of Egypt and Ethiopia and brought to Israel the first specimens of the balsam, which grew in the Holy Land in the historian's time. This could all be solved by us doing a bit of research and clicking on these links to find out what things like balsam and agadar are. But um, oh, balsam I don't, know. What I don't, I don't think we're that kind of podcast. Them. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> uh, if you want informed opinions go somewhere else you're not going to get them here read a book well, yeah read we, a book you big square 
the danger is if we if we crawl through that rabbit hole that rabbit hole hasn't got an ending oh definitely not especially with stuff like the bible uh, yeah we'll right we will we will disappear mm-hmm. into the internet and let's we should oh, be trying that horrible <laughs> i think a good wikipedia page should have that sort of context uh, yeah and really? i think that this kind of does well, no, it doesn't. A lot it of it doesn't. I don't know. I'd say going that on. this is one of the most poorly worded articles that we've come across mm-hmm. so far. Um, there's certainly a lot of religious revel- reverentialism. That's not a word. It, it's all tone very reverent. said today that might not be worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very reverential in its tone, which doesn't make for easy reading at all. And I don't feel like I've really learnt anything about this woman. But then I feel like there's not a lot to learn, and it all seems to be lots of um, conjecture. Uh, yeah, and and not mm. very consistent conjecture either. But let let's see what the agadar. Um, when they're not pushing pineapples or shaking that tree. Um, it's fun, isn't it? It's more them. fun that way. So she bought the first specimens of balsam, which grew in the Holy Lands in the historian's time. The Talmud insists that it was not a woman, but a king of Sheba. Whoa. Based, yeah. <laughs> that, hold, your, hold your horses. Based on varying interpretations of the Hebrew mikt that came to Jerusalem, obviously intended to discredit existing stories about the relations between Solomon and the queen. The most elaborate account of the Queen's visit to Solomon is given in the 8th century. So this is 800 years after it happened. No, we'll, we'll put some meat and bones <laughs> meat onto the bones of this story 800 years later. This is Should... why religion is bullshit. Exactly, we could just make something up. Should we add to the... like? We'll add to the Wikipedia version, we'll have... Christianity, Agadar, whatever that is, Islam, and then we'll have the Wikipedia, yeah. uh, the Wiki Shuffle version of events. Our take. That doesn't. Seem... I think the Queen of Sheba got off with Solomon, threw some gold at his face, and then stormed out. St- no, rode off into onto the night on a unicorn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm All right, I'll edit that later. It, it seems. It seems as likely. Um... <laughs> The most elaborate account of the Queen's visit to Solomon is given in the 8th century. Targum Sheena to Esther, a hoopoe... These aren't words. What is a hoopoe? informed Solomon that the kingdom of Sheba was the only kingdom on earth not subject to him and that its queen was a sun worshipper. He thereupon sent it to Ketor in the land of Sheba with a letter... Sent it... So this hoopoe, whatever it was, you know when, was an it. Do you know when Alice in Alice in the Wonderland went to Wonderland? Alice, Alice in the Wonderland. Alice in the Wonderland. When she went there, popular. Book. She must have just sat there and went, "Oh, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah, because <laughs> that's what this feels like. Yeah. So hang on, a hoop, right? A hoopoe, whatever that is, informed Solomon that the kingdom Solomon. of Sheba was the only kingdom on earth not subject to him, and that his queen was a certain worshipper. So Sheba's acting unto herself, and. Yep. She's a sun worshipper. Is is that a bad thing in Solomon's eyes? Then I guess so, because that's not following God, is it? Oh, what's the difference? It's all well, the I, Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's all I agree. The same shit. He thereupon sent it to Ketor in the land of Sheba with a letter attached to its wing. Oh, so a hoopoe's <laughs> some kind of bird? Should we just click the link? Let's find out what a hoopoe <laughs> is. I, I think that oh, it's a it's a slippery slope. Whoa. <laughs> a hoopoe is a colourful bird found across Afro-Eurasia, oh, notable for its distinctive crown of feathers. It is the only extant species of the family Upapude. <laughs> right, so a bird flew in and told Solomon all these <laughs> yeah. all these intricate details about the Queen of Sheba and her, her reign and her kingdom. It's a pretty cool bird, 
doesn't doesn't currently live anywhere in Africa, so I don't see how it would know anything. Oh no, sorry, it does. I, I've got that wrong. In see, in the Wikipedia Africa. page, if you're just going to say a hoopoe, you yeah. have to say what that is. Explain what a hoopoe is. Um, it's a pretty cool. Because I don't, I, I've cool not bird. heard. I, I might be wrong. It might pop up in the Bible all the time. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd trust it to give me gossip though. Um, Should have left those shits off the ark. <laughs> he sent the the hoopo to Ketor in the land of Sheba with a letter attached to its wing, commanding its queen to come to him as a subject. She thereupon sent him all the ships of the sea loaded with precious gifts and six thousand youths of equal size, <laughs> all born at the same hour and clothed in purple garments. All right, that's a weird gift. Send them back. They carried a a letter declaring that she could arrive in Jerusalem within three years, although the journey normally took seven years. When the Queen arrived and came to Solomon's palace, thinking that the glass floor was a pool of water, she lifted the hem of her dress, uncovering her legs. Solomon informed her of her mistake and (laughs) reprimanded her for her hairy legs. (laughs) She asked him three... Um, or according to the Midrash, um, other riddles to test his wisdom. Straight it was a after back then, wasn't there? It was never just I uh, send him a message and I've got to send all these purple kids over and then I've got to get my legs out. <laughs> Getting <laughs> reprimanded for your hairy legs, and then instantly asking a riddle. And, and all of these it's details were added behave. to the story eight hundred years later, just on a whim of the Agadar. Um, in the Kabbalah, the Queen of Sheba was considered one of the queens of the demons and is sometimes identified with Lilith, first in the Targum of Job oh, yeah. and later in the Zohar and the subsequent literature. A Jewish and Arab myth maintains that the queen was actually a jinn, half human and half demon. I was, re- I was really excited there. I was going to say, I know what a jinn is. And then it explains what it is. Oh. It's the only thing to get explained. Mm. Fuck's sake. Sorry. I hate the Queen of Sheba. I think it's she's not your fault. You cool. didn't write. I quite like. Novel. I quite like the Queen. I of have Sheba. no um, idea what to think about the Queen of Sheba. I have absolutely no idea. I don't feel like I've learnt much about her. I just feel like it's a lot of people right. telling me about her. No, Chris. It's very simple. There's a. There was possibly a queen, okay. and she may have possibly visited Solomon. She may have possibly had hairy legs, and she may possibly have brought some gifts. What's hard about that? Okay, it's easy yeah, to understand. Yeah. Why couldn't the Bible be written in that sort of way? Why don't you write it? It kind of was. It's all right. Don't worry, folks. Don't worry, because Islam's going to come along and it's going to sort all this out for us. good. You know, because that's what's been going on. These Abrahamic faiths have got a bit confusing. (laughs) So Islam's come to tidy them up for us. Good. In the Quran, the Queen is simply the Queen of the South. There we go. Mm -hmm. Easy. Um, Scottish football team. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The story is similar to the Bible and other Jewish sources. Solomon commanded the Queen of Sheba to come and visit him as a subject, whereupon she appeared before him. Before the Queen had arrived, Solomon had got her thrown to his palace with the help of a jinn. She recognised the throne, which had been disguised, and finally accepted the faith of Solomon. The next sentence in this very badly written Wikipedia entry is, much is omitted that is quite necessary for the understanding of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> because that makes no sense. Muslim commentators supplement the story at various points. The Queen's name is given as Bilkis, um, probably derived from the Greek, I can't read that, or Hebraised Pilgesh Concubine. Um, the demons at Solomon, the demons at Solomon's court, afraid that the king may marry Bilkis, 
Um, spread the rumour that the Queen had hairy legs and the foot of an ass. Hence Solomon's <laughs> ruse of constructing a glass floor which the Queen mistakes for water, thus causing her to lift her skirts. Ah. Solomon then commands his demons to prepare a special depilatory to remove the disfiguring hair. Right, so in the Islamic version of the story, he Solomon is a bit of a dick. He tries to catch her hairy legs out. Yeah, and Whereas in the Christian foot. version, or the Agadar version... She just gets them out for no reason. Well, there, there's still a glass floor there, but it, yeah. it's more by accident yeah. than design. He just wanted a glass floor. I'm not into... Uh, I, I think they're both dicks. <laughs> okay, there's more, though. The Coptics. Oh, God. I don't know what the Coptics are. The, the story of Solomon and the Queen was popular amongst Copts, um, as shown by fragments of a Coptic legend prever- preserved in a Berlin papyrus. The queen, having been subdued by deceit, gives Solomon a pillar on which all earthly science is inscribed. Solomon sends one of his demons to fetch the pillar from Ethiopia, whence it instantly arrives. I mean, I'm, some I'm of these so lost. These, <laughs> these might be nicer, interesting stories, but they're obviously bullshit. Because well, how can anyone that's had any experience of living in the actual world where they have never seen a jinn or anything mm. remotely similar to one? then go on to believe stories of them. Uh, I, that's the disconnect. That's the just absolute gulf of difference between what you observe in the universe and what religion is telling you the universe is. They just don't marry up at all. Uh, I know, Phil, but you've got to have faith. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, is, but, that is what that's the, it. That's the argument. argument but, that's it. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's why this argument will never be won, because that's all they, that's all you have to say. So we're going to have a lot of listeners that are religious, so are let's we, try. Have we offended? Like, let's oh, try and not alienate, alienate everyone. Well, then I'd I'd love to hear from them. I'd I'd love to hear a rebuttal. Oh, I don't know. No, <laughs> let's not open. Uh, I yeah, think let's. That's we've not opened what this Pandora's box. Is, for, is it? Um, Pandora. <laughs> oh, do not God. even start searching for pandora the fullest and most significant version of the more? legend there's more this is the ethiopian and given that she may or may not have been from right round I there i thought it was just a saying i didn't know there was all this extras okay uh, the queen of sheba <laughs> oh, maybe again that's why she is it because she just bangs on for ages yeah with her hairy legs <laughs> and <her laughs> ass foot would women have shaved their legs back in these times i'm not sure they would have no. I suppose they wouldn't. Know. It probably wasn't high on the priority list. No. I think maybe queens would. They were bathing in asp's milk. Mm, true. But why would they think they shaved their legs? Where did that come from? What was the most common uh, style of pubic hair back then? Massive. Is it Brazilian? Does the Bible mention? I don't think it does. No. The Bible omits quite a lot of important details like that. <laughs> The fullest and most significant version of the legend appears in the 14th century. So here we are, 1,400 years later. Well, significantly more than 1,400 years later, because this is a long time before Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're revising the story again. Kebra Nagast, um, the Ethiopian in Glory of the Kings, the Ethiopian national saga. Menelik is the child of Solomon and Makeda, um, the Ethiopic name of Beaklis, from whom the Ethiopian dynasty claims descent to the present day. While the Abyssinian story offers much greater detail, it omits any mention of the Queen's hairy legs or any other element that might reflect on her unfavourably. According to some sources, Queen Makeda was part of the dynasty originally founded by Za 
Tsar Bessie Angabo in 1370 before Christ existed. Uh, is that what BCE stands for? That's um, before no, current era. Before... That's yeah. Yeah, it's the it? non-religious version of BC. Oh, okay. Well, it's, why is that in a religious article? All the other ones in here. Yeah, they've been quite happy before to... Christ and AD, whatever the hell that yeah. is. That's Latin, right? Anno Domini, I think. Ah, that's it. Um, oh, why man. I know that? It's all gone. I can't even remember how to say Hail Mary anymore. No, I don't think I can. Hail Mary, full of grace. I don't feel like we should. You've, start you've got something on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymed a bit. I remember that much. How long uh, is it? Because I, I. I... Uh, there's uh, there's like extended remixes. <laughs> there's there's the standard one that you'd say just before break at school, uh, but there is there's longer yeah. ones. Same with um, our father, father on the Lord's cat. prayer. Mm. Our this Father so who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us those our who trespass trespasses and lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil. Amen. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just in our brains now. <laughs> we had to say that every day. Can you imagine that? Every day. We had a teacher who made us pray when we got in in the morning, just before break, just after break, before lunch, just after lunch, before afternoon break, just after afternoon break, and then before we went home. It's a lot of praying. So many prayers. And what did you get for that? Nothing. What, what was your we lost We lost valuable educational time. <laughs> and we do an hour of religious studies every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And yet know, you can't tell me anything about the Queen I of Sheba. I wasn't listening. It was boring. <laughs> we just I knew perked up remember, a bit. What, that, remember those those bits. Remember them. Yeah, I remember the. I remember a lot of the Old Testament. Well, I know this is Old Testament, but I, I remember a lot of that stuff because it was dramatic and bold. But yeah, if, if it's something like Solomon, who cares? Mm. No offense. For my mind, this is some of the more interesting stuff. Um, it's clearly all batshit. I have noticed there's actually a, a, a painting of King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba towards the, the uh, top of the article, which depicts both of them as being... Well, actually, Solomon looks... I'd say he looks Jewish. Yeah. And the Queen of Sheba just looks like a standard white woman. Yeah, definitely. Why are they so obsessed with making sure that everyone's white? Guys, Jesus was black. Get over it. There's a picture towards the end of the article with Betty Blythe as the Queen of Sheba in The Queen of Sheba, a 1921 film. She looks pretty uh, sexy. Looks gonna pretty be honest. sexy. I think that, um, yeah, they've sexed that up. Not ever so Ethiopian, <laughs> um, that's for sure. Have they managed to capture her hairy legs? No, they are. Um, they look unclear. perfectly shaved. Mm-hmm. Also, you can see a nipple. That's good if you want to do a very literal version of Bible bashing. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Oh, yeah. You've got a friend in me is a song written and first recorded by Randy Newman, originally written as the theme song for the 1995 Disney Pixar animated film Toy Story. I have to say, I didn't realise that it was an original song. Yeah. I kind of thought that it predated the film. Um, well, so it was uh, actually for the the film. It, it is, is a great song. It's fantastic. It? it has yeah. since become the theme song for its sequels, Toy Story Two and Toy Story Three, as well as something of a musical late motif throughout. I'd have just gone with motif personally, but, but why does it say late motif then? What what does that mean? Um, throughout the whole Toy Story franchise, we need so- to stop showing our ignorance because. Um, 
<laughs> but it's all we have it is, it is. the song was nominated for both the 1996 Academy Award for Best Original Song and the 1995 Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song but lost both to another Disney song guesses as to what the other Disney song might what, have been that it what, lost what year to was it? so it lost um, in 1996 um, um, the Academy Award in 96 and the Golden Globe in 95 Disney. both I've lost seen it, so to another really um, okay. another Disney, Disney song another Disney song what came out in 1996 I'll give you a clue the song was nowhere near as good as You've Got a Friend in Me okay, it wasn't a Lion King song was it no what was it that was 94 Lion King I have no idea it was Colours of the Wind from Pocahontas oh no 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 <laughs> what the academy got something wrong no <laughs> um the song is played during the opening credits for toy story and toy story 3 establishing the importance of woody and andy in the first film and the importance of all his toys in the third toy story 3 also uses it for irony and dramatic effect as the opening credits harken back to the first film and the song abruptly fades out with as the years go by our friendship will never die before showing that andy's remaining toys in the present day are boxed up and unused toy story 3 is such a good film oh it's so good I think it's the best one. It definitely. I love it. Are they still making a Toy Story? Yeah, film? it's coming. Oh, well, I like the little shorts that they do. Every which are, are so are good. And still, fine. just that, do them. Um, the, I forget what it's called, but the horror one. Oh, it was yeah, so good. It was, was really good. funny. And there was another one that was good as well. The one after it um, that came out like this year. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I've seen that one. It was good. But they are those little shorts are great. And um, yeah, I've, there's no need to make another one because the story was had ended so perfectly. Mm-hmm. But. I'm I'm not worried about it. It will still be good. Yeah. I know Pixar are having a little bit of a wobble, but... What was their last one? Does anyone know? Uh, the last one oh, it was Monsters University, which was a real letdown. I love Lon- uh, Monsters, Inc. And yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it didn't live up to expectations whatsoever. Uh, before that, it would have been Cars 2, I think. And then oh, Brave. Yeah. Well, Brave, Cars, which I thought was good, but not as good as normal. Some of my friends have got young kids, and Cars is definitely have a completely different type of Pixar film kids love that yeah it's just, yeah. just a pure kids film yeah. uh, there's no value of it to uh, proper adults like we are oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but no I don't I don't have any I, I, I disagree with them making it but I don't think it'll be bad no. and look Toy Story 2 was hardly the best film ever hmm. so and I think they've thing. I mean I, I don't want to fall into that trap that some people do if you have those like Indiana Jones is another one you have those three films they're fine they can exist on their own Mm-hmm. If they want to make another one, not many people are going to like it, but it doesn't take anything away from the first three. I'm quite happy to just pretend that there was nothing to do with a fridge in Indiana Jones. The first three were great. Yeah, people have a hard time doing that, though. They do. They, they can't seem to separate them. Mm-mm. Like when a band releases a bad album. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does spoil it for, for other people, for whatever reason. But yeah, just ignore it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm happy to. I can do that. I would rather that they gave it a shot. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you'll hit yeah. gold. You know, we might get another good Toy Story film. No expectations be were low for Toy that. Story three before it happened. There were people didn't want it because yeah. it was quite a few years after. Mm. It was, in fact, it was maybe over ten years after um, Toy Story two, wasn't it? So yeah, no, it was so funny. There are there are certain things that that stick in your memory that when you're feeling a bit glum, you can think of, and they're going to cheer you up every single time. Mm-hmm. Ken in Toy Story oh, 3 man. will do that for me. I can just close my eyes, go to a happy place where Ken is flouncing around yeah. um, and I've, I've said he's going to cheer me up. I've said a few times, 
unironically, I think that those 10 minutes in Toy Story 3 are the funniest ever committed to film. You've got Ken flouncing around. You've got Mr. Potato Head um, without a potato head and with a fajita head or a fajita wrap head, which is hilarious. And you've got Buzz um, becoming Spanish. Yeah. It's so... It's just the perfect 10 minutes. And there's... It's... Yeah, you're laughing every few seconds. Funnily, I think I remember this is... Maybe not true, but... um, Never stopped us before. (laughs) He's Spanish in the English version, but I think in the Spanish version he's... I don't know, French or something. And they're all laughing at the French then. But but really, we're all laughing at the Spanish. Nice. Um, There have been lots of cover versions of um, You've Got a Friend in Me. Kenny Loggins covered it on his 2009 album, All Join In. Kenny Loggins was releasing albums in 2009. Is Kenny Loggins dead? No. No, he was... um, What was his big film called? It's escaped me. But I imagine it would be on one of my playlists. Um, it's big 80s a, one Danger Zone Danger Zone yeah, yeah that's it um, he guested on an episode of um, Archer not very long ago so he's he's still mm. going strong um, Donny Osmond covered it on his album This Is The Moment um, Brian Wilson covered it on his album In The Key of Disney. Brian, Brian Wilson, <laughs> Brian Wilson See, released an album of Disney songs. Yeah, Brian Wilson and, and people that have done similar things like that, uh, they're the reason that I'm glad John Lennon was shot dead because <laughs> he'd be doing that shit as well. I had no idea that... Jesus. Brian Wilson in The Key of Disney was released in 2011. Um, it's got... You've Got a Friend in Me is the... Um, the, the title track, the first track. Then you've got The Bare Necessities. Oh, God, really? Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Creepy. <sighs> Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Oh, what? <laughs> Hi-ho, whistle while you work. What a terrible... Who let him do that? <laughs> Hasn't he got people around him to stop him from doing things like that? Clearly not. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that brings the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. When you're Brian Wilson, no one's going to say, oh, I'm not sure about that, Brian. You're going to be surrounded by yes men, aren't you? Michael Bublé's done a cover as well. No shit. Um... <laughs> a slowed down Icelandic version of the song was used in an anti-rape TV commercial <laughs> proclaiming that nine of every ten victims personally knew their attacker. Well, there's a way to spoil a film. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's pretty... That's horrible. Effective. But I'm probably never going to listen to the, uh, that yeah. song in the same way again. No. Why does everything have to end up turning dark? I know. Every you would time. think you've got a friend in me. This is going to be a light-hearted be really article. Jolly. Uh, yeah, nah. They wouldn't nuggets of there in there. And the thing that um, astounds me is we appear to have found a film that all three of us agree on. Oh, we have. That just happened. Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but everyone likes Toy Story. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener and you don't like Toy Story, write in. And we'll um, block your IP address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and alert the authorities because there's something <laughs> yeah. wrong with you. You can't not like Toy Story. 
And that's it for this week's Wiki Shuffle. So a listener suggested that we should, um, after each article, we should wrap up with a sort of a, today I've learnt um, on yeah all the knowledge that we've gained. Uh, we can't be asked doing that; it's too much effort. But in general, since we've started doing this podcast, how much have you learnt? Anything? Okay, no. great. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about us. It's exactly. Who cares what we think? I don't think we're teaching the listener anything. No, I don't think you should treat it like that if you are listening. <laughs> we're, not, we're not learning. Really? Someone, <laughs> someone's furiously taking notes. As yeah. <laughs> really? If that's what you're doing. Stop. Yeah. Go back to university. <laughs> you're, you're throwing your lives away. You, and don't, whatever you do, put this on your CV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think I've, I learned about the Shirimi. The, oh, the, the anus, the anus bumhole bum. eye. That was good. That's the main thing I've taken away. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks. Uh, and yeah, other than that, um, we would like to just ask everyone to donate to Wikipedia if you do have the money. Uh, it's a really worthwhile cause. Phil, I know you donate already, don't you? I do, absolutely. And it is just the most amazing resource in the universe. Um, and you should do everything you can to support it. And we also ought to um, credit and thank the people that have taken the time to write these articles in the first place, um, because obviously these are all volunteers doing it for the love and we're just milking their work for all we're worth. Um, and we're very grateful for them and for all of the other millions and millions of articles that we haven't and probably never will cover on Wiki Shuffle. But it's all there and it's to the betterment of humanity that they are. Yeah, and you can donate by going to donate.wikimedia.org. Uh, Jimmy Wales has a nice little letter on there saying that uh, Wiki, Wikipedia is something special. It's like a library or a public park. It's like a temple for the mind. It's a place we can all go to think, to learn, to share our knowledge with others and, and record light entertainment <laughs> podcasts and argue about the contents. So that's a few little words from Jimmy Wales there. I'm a little bit in love with Jimmy Wales, if you're I, listening, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't um, think he is. You've got more important things to be doing, firstly, but secondly, I love you a little bit. What about the other um, co-creator of Wikipedia? can't remember his name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy gets all the credit, doesn't he? <laughs> right, there you go. Um, you can find us at wikishuffle.co.uk on our partially built website, which we will attend to um, at some point. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at WikiShufflePod with the aforementioned uh, daily tweets of our um, daily shuffling. Facebook.com slash WikiShuffle if you're one of those Facebook people. Podcast at WikiShuffle.co.uk if you want to speak to us directly, or you can just tweet us on Facebook as whatever. Uh, and you can find us on iTunes as well, and that is the best way you can help out our um, podcast if you leave a review or just give us a star rating or um, or subscribe. That would really help us out. That's it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.